The Island Digest is a sampling of the stories in this week's Journal of the San Juans, Islands Sounder, and Islands Weekly, which are on newsstands now. The August 30th edition is brought to you by Orcus Center. I'm Caleb Summers. Headlines from the week of August 30th, 2023. Orcus Fire and Rescue embrace a new chief, Holly Van Shake. New Brickworks stage a centerpiece for Friday Harbor. San Juan County adopts 32-hour work week, plus choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. First, from the Island's Sounder, Orcas Fire and Rescue Embrace a New Chief, Holly Van Shake, by Toby Cooper. Holly Van Shake has officially been appointed the new fire chief. The Board of Fire Commissioners met on August 21st to consider elevating Van Shake, who initially served as assistant chief and then interim chief, to the position. Chairman Tim Fuller noted that Van Shake was hired two years ago in a competitive process that included the notion of succession given the anticipated retirement of then-chief Scott Williams. Fuller faced a divided room, reflecting the often contentious nature of BOFC proceedings. A flurry of letters and online postings, some polite, others less so, had been triggered by the board's posted agenda. All urged the board to defer consideration of the chief's appointment until after the November election. It would be short-sighted and spiteful to summarily appoint the interim fire chief tomorrow with the likelihood of a completely new BOFC only a few months away, wrote former Orcas Fire and Rescue paramedic Patrick Shepler, who now lives in Florida. Please let the newly elected commissioners and the public have input for a new chief. The election is not that far away, echoed John Early a retired 15-year veteran of the department and former fire commissioner from the early 1990s. All letters urging deferral were read into the record. Fuller and the board also heard warm letters of support for Van Shake's elevation to chief from eight of OIFR's career officers and nine volunteer station leaders. That's the entire leadership team, noted Fuller. He underscored the commissioner's oath of office, saying, I get this feeling of delegitimizing the current commission. People are saying, don't do anything, sit on your hands. Well, that's not going to happen. Fuller recounted that Van Shake was hired in a public process, competing against multiple applicants. Although public participation was tailored to COVID-era constraints, an open citizens forum of almost two dozen individuals interviewed two rounds of applicants from all over the U.S., including Texas, West Virginia, California, and Oregon. Without question, Van Shake came out number one on all the important criteria, according to Fuller. And succession, he said, was part of the equation. In her letter of intent to apply for the appointment of chief, Van Shake offered that she came to OIFR at the end of 2021, during a time of publicly broadcast turmoil within the department. The relationship had eroded to the point of becoming largely dysfunctional. 
I have had the privilege to lead our department as we have healed and refocused on the guiding principle of OIFR, Neighbors Serving Neighbors. In that last year, I have heard officers and non-rank members quote this mission statement grounded in the fact that our devotion has reunited us into a functional, efficient team. To help evaluate Van Shake's performance, the board hired All-American Leadership, a leadership consultancy based in Irvine, California. Staffed largely by ex-Air Force, ROTC, Navy SEAL business leaders, and other high-profile figures, AAL features a Fire Leadership Academy that conducts workshops with fire departments up and down the West Coast. AAL's innovative process measures the vital signs of a fire department by scoring them on attributes of culture, well-being, and anxiety. You want the first two to score high and the third to be low. And at OIFR, they were. Following their workshop here, CEO Rob Nielsen stated, In my opinion, Chief Van Shake ranks among the very best leaders I have worked with in the fire service. The commitment, empathy, and compassion she demonstrates toward people, both on her team and within her service area, are inspiring. The board retreated to executive session, after which they voted unanimously to appoint Van Shake as OIFR's, and in fact San Juan County's, first female fire chief. Seconds after the meeting adjourned and barely visible to the Zoom audience, a man approached the table and appeared to say something to Fuller. It was early. I owe all an apology, he told the sounder later. Some of us on Orcus jumped to conclusions. As it turns out, the board made the right choice. On Tuesday, the sounder caught up with Van Shake after her first day in her new position. She begged forgiveness for appearing exhausted, having just returned from the scene of a deadly pre-dawn vehicle accident, requiring more than five hours of processing, communications, coordination of personnel, interface with law enforcement, and notification of next of kin. This is what we do, she said. We help our people through good times and bad. Neighbors serving neighbors. I love the work. From the Journal of the San Juan Islands, New Brickworks Stage, a Centerpiece for Friday Harbor, by Kelly Balcom Bartok. The concept of a town square in Friday Harbor just got a major boost last week when Brickworks Event Center held a two-night musical event, Wednesday and Thursday evening, to celebrate their new stage. The new stage complements the existing Brickworks Event Center while providing a dramatically improved music venue for musical acts to perform. Calling it Sunshine Plaza, located in Sunshine Alley, the reconstruction of the Brickworks building was the first major initiative by the San Juan Islands Agricultural Guild to repurpose an historic property in the heart of Friday Harbor. With generous donations from the community totaling over $150,000, along with over 1,000 hours of volunteer labor, Brickworks completed the new event stage as the first phase of planned improvements to Sunshine Plaza. According to the Agricultural Guild, Phase 2 will include covered market stalls, an entryway arch, and public art. 
The hope is to complete Phase 2 by spring 2024. Peter Kilpatrick, who produced the design and plan set and donated hundreds and hundreds of hours to the project, was beaming Thursday night as local musicians took to his new stage to perform to an enthusiastic standing-room-only audience. It all started with the finish of Brickworks, which was just about ten years ago, says Kilpatrick. There was this vision that the Ag Council would turn this into a permanent farmer's market, an amazing vision that was achieved. We opened the doors for the first time ten years ago, but it was always the intention that it was a bigger vision that the Ag Guild had, which included a stage. Kilpatrick and his team installed a temporary stage back then, thinking it would last maybe six months. While the intention was a couple of months, maybe six months, here we are ten years later, and the whole time I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. We really needed a nice stage in Friday Harbor to kind of keep up with what Orcus had done. So one year ago, I approached the Ag Guild with the proposal that I would build the stage as a volunteer, if we can fundraise for the materials and with the understanding that I would like to design it. So that was kind of a qualifier. I had kind of visions, and so they accepted my free partner offer. At that point, we formed an action committee with Candace Yeagle, Sarah Pope, Tanya Micheletti, and Lars, who's the manager of Brickworks, and we started strategizing about how we are going to raise that money. And I'd say, as a group, like most people, we were kind of intimidated by the whole process of fundraising, because there's so many people fundraising. We came up with a mailer, information, and some early CAD images, and just like sowing seeds, we sent those flyers out and requested donations with personal notes, and money started coming back in pretty quickly. It was really impressive. I think the first check we received was a check from some old clients of mine for $10,000 right off the bat. So that was encouraging, said Kilpatrick. And it continued again and again. Then with the $50,000 donation from the Honeywells, I was able to order my big package of materials, timbers. Then I put the word out that it was going to be a volunteer project and I had a few of my friends that I've worked with in mind. So a lot of volunteers showed up for a little bit. Some volunteers showed up every day. Kilpatrick beamed as he listed off a few key volunteers for the project, including Tom Pence, who is just super volunteer, Kilpatrick says. He just spends his life volunteering. He's always happy and ready to do anything. Elliot Burke, He's a neighbor and friend of mine who pretty much came here full-time and has experience as a timber framer. And my son, Adrian, who was indispensable. And then Barry Bartmaster, who is a retired landscaper. He not only jumped in as a carpenter and did everything, but then brought it all home with doing landscaping and all the irrigation and put in a ton of time volunteering. While fundraising for Phase 2 has begun, Kilpatrick is pleased with the results so far and truly hopes the project becomes a centerpiece everyone can be proud of in Friday Harbor. From the Islands Weekly, San Juan County adopts 32-hour workweek. 
San Juan County is pleased to announce the adoption of a 32-hour work week for employees represented by AFSCME 1849. A large majority of the county's employees are included in this bargaining unit, with the exception of the sheriff's office and management. This measure will support the county in maintaining fiscal health, improving employee recruitment and retention, and prioritizing the well-being of islanders. Beginning on October 1st, the county's affected workforce will move to a 32-hour workweek. The workplace of today is not the same workplace that existed even two years ago. Retention, work-life balance, compensation, and remote work are all issues the county and likely most employers must find a way to deal with in order to maintain a workforce, said Mike Thomas, county manager. A 32-hour work week is an increasingly recognized approach to balancing employee and employer needs within the workplace. Studies show many positive impacts associated with a 32-hour work week, including high productivity, greater job satisfaction, less absenteeism, and greater recruitment and retention. San Juan County is eager to enact this workweek change to help ensure its success as an employer in a highly competitive municipal job market. What to expect? A changed schedule doesn't come with a change in county services. As county employees move to a 32-hour workweek, the following services will remain. County offices will remain open to the public and hold regular hours of operation. Some departments may adjust their hours or close one day a week, but their hours of operation will be properly noticed and remain consistent once a new precedent is set. The county will continue to provide the same services it does today. The sheriff's office and its services remain unimpacted, as do other emergency responses performed by the Departments of Emergency Management, Public Works, and Superior Court Services. Fiscal Health Since the COVID-19 pandemic, the county has been grappling with rising service costs and wage pressure, supply chain issues, economic uncertainty, and the island's high cost of housing. To stay within its current taxing authority, the county is taking the bold step of holding wages relatively constant, but reducing the work week by eight hours. This effectively gives the employee a sizable increase in hourly wages. Asking the voters to increase taxes in the current economic climate is the path of last resort. There are other measures, such as changing the work week, that must be exercised first, said Thomas. This creative approach enables the county to live within its financial means and provides employees with the wage increase and schedule flexibility that island life demands. Staffing Challenges it has always been challenging to recruit and retain workers in the San Juan Islands, due to how remote we are and the high cost of living here, said Angie Baird, Director of Human Resources and Risk Management. Today's workforce insists a better work-life balance. No other time in history has the workforce held this much power. San Juan County must respond to employer needs to remain a competitive employer. 
The county has been operating with a chronic 10 to 15 percent job vacancy rate across many key departments, making it difficult to meet deadlines, avoid employer burnout, and retain institutional knowledge. Furthermore, approximately 15 percent of San Juan County's current workforce will hit retirement age or become eligible for retirement within the next three years. This workforce crisis is mirrored across the state and country, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. We've all heard the phrase, you can't find anybody to do anything, from organizations and business owners, including many in the islands said Baird. Our local restaurants, retail shops, and other services have reduced hours, reduced staffing, or have gone out of business. The county is getting creative in how we strengthen our workforce, entice new employees, retain existing employees, and stay within our operating budget. Distinguished above the rest. The pandemic underscored the need for flexibility in the workplace, especially in the islands. The 32-hour work week allows employees additional time and flexibility to take care of their personal and professional needs in a way that will not interrupt normal working hours and county operations. It is no longer tenable to offer employees pay and two weeks of vacation. New employees, especially Gen X and Z, are looking for employers that share the same values and who support the whole person, not just the employee. The 32-hour work week is both fiscally responsible and socially responsive. It takes into account a full-time working islander's way of life, said Council Chair Cindy Wolf. This change brings the opportunity to spend more concentrated time with family, volunteer locally, travel, schedule medical appointments, and do all the many things which are important to personal and community well-being without interrupting workflow. San Juan County knows its strength lies in the staff who run its departments and programs. By prioritizing the people who keep the county running, the organization is setting the standard for quality work-life balance in the islands. And now, choice excerpts from the San Juan County Sheriff's Log. This week, the Sheriff's Log summary will be restricted to brief congratulations for the Lopez Island Emergency Services and Law Enforcement Team for a couple of notable events. On August 22nd, along with Lopez Fire, Lopez deputies responded to a reported wildland fire. The Department of Natural Resources dispatched a helicopter to assist. Arriving units located a fully involved structure fire that was spreading into the nearby trees. The fire was extinguished without incident, and the cause is still under investigation. That could have been bad. Also, on August 18th, on Lopez, a deputy responded to a report of sheep that had wandered into Center Road. The deputy encouraged the sheep to go home by waving his arms around. Next time you see a Lopez Island law enforcement or emergency services officer, thank them for their service. And this concludes the Island Digest for the week of Wednesday, August 30th. 
The Island Digest is brought to you by Orcus Center. Orcus Center is your place for fun and intrigue this summer with live concerts, performances, art openings, and more. To check out upcoming events and purchase tickets, visit www.orcuscenter.org. Thank you for listening to the Island Digest, a small sampling of what's in your local print newspapers this week. The journal, Sounder, and Weekly rely upon advertising, subscriptions, and donations to support our mission of high-quality community journalism. To contribute, visit our websites or email publisher Colleen Smith-Summers at csmith at soundpublishing.com. Thanks for tuning in, and come back next week for more local news from San Juan County, Washington. I'm Caleb Summers.